The 417th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. And we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Fantasy, pick them in college or NFL, and win up to 20 times in just one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to episode 417. I say I should have listened to my co-host. Yes, I think it's 417. That's where we're going with people. 417 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Hola, amigos. That's all my Spanish. It's dedicated to Handy Manny. Handy Manny, the TV show, the cartoon show, the kids show, where I learned my Spanish from for Noche UFC. So um, my co-host, he knows a lot more Spanish. I should probably bring him in and let, make him do the whole podcast in Spanish. That might be interesting. Um, I'm Jeff Chalks Fox. I know French. Some German, not much Spanish. But this is a special event you just have going on this week. UFC celebrating Mexican Independence Day. So they they rented out the big the big room, T-Mobile Arena, for this fight night with a championship on the line. We've uh, did the prelims last episode, so go back in your in your podcast feed if you haven't listened, and make sure you download, listen to that, and tell some friends too. Too um, today we're going to do the main card props, parlays, locks dogs all that fun stuff as well let's bring in m- me amigo uh daniel gumby Vreeland to help me with this show hello <laughs> me me amigo me you know, me i know i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna out you by the way uh on live yes. live on on the podcast uh at the end of the last podcast he said adios and i i said it was funny because he did that for noche ufc and he didn't even realize that that's what nope. he did for no he was just feeling festive <laughs> <laughs> it's true it, it is true uh you're not going to speak spanish for us you're good at spanish um, aren't you? uh i see i see yeah come see come saw that means that means you're so so at spanish is that what you're saying uh, i see i see means so so yeah <laughs> yeah see i figured it out Woohoo! come see come saw is how you say that in french which is fun to say as well that that is that, that is decidedly more fun to say <laughs> <laughs> it is true Speaking of fun, this should be a pretty fun fight card, right? The prelims have some decent fights on it. We did yesterday. Main card, I don't know about the first few fights, but the, the top two fights definitely should be good fights. I think the first fight we talk about is going to be an absolute banger. I think That's it's going to be. I think it's going to be really fun. That may not be meaningful, but yeah, it could be a fun fight. Very, very true. So, of course, like I said, we're talking about Noche UFC Grosso versus Shevchenko too, which is September sixteenth this Saturday, T-Mobile Arena, Paradise, Nevada. Uh, start time seven and I think 10, does that sound right to you? I looked it up and I forgot already. I think it's 10 as yeah, I type into the Google machine, 10, yes, 10 PM. 
is the start time Eastern and it's on you have uh, ESPN plus. So uh, we got a five fight main card. We're going to start with the featherweight banger. Gumby promises Fernando Padilla versus Kyle Nelson. Another Canadian. I guess he's uh, teammates with Jasmine Jusudavishia. So they are fighting on the same card again. Um, he's he being Wilson at uh, Wilson Nelson. His nickname is Willie. Did you know that Dan? They, they call him Willie. Is that, Willie is Nelson. That... That makes is that sense. really? Is that really? Apparently, he's the monster. Willie Nelson, though, get it? He's Willie the, Nelson. I I get it, but he, he's the monster. You know who that is? He sings songs. He's, yeah, yeah, he's the country guy. Yeah. <laughs> the country guy. Yeah, yes, he he's the monster. We know him more as the monster, but he's apparently goes by Willie now too. Um, Fourteen, five, and one. Five knockouts, four submissions is Nelson's record. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Two, four, and one in the UFC. One, two, and one over his last. Four fights. However, he did win his last fight, and it hurt us, Dan, because we picked against him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely picked against him. I thought Blake Builder. Yeah, Blake. We were all in on Blake Builder in that terrible game planning. <laughs> yep. Uh, Nelson's fight up at lightweight was regional champion, 2012 pro MMA debut. Better grappling stats than Padilla, and he's been outstruck over his UFC career by 1.46 strikes per minute, plus 205. Padilla Al Valente. Which means the the valiant, yeah, the brave, the valiant. Yes, I, I will accept. Our judges will accept the valiant. Uh, he's fifteen four, five knockouts, eight submissions. Never been finished in a fight. One zero in the UFC. He's won three straight fights and five of six. His last two wins have come via TKO or KO. He's not lost a fight since March of twenty nineteen. Used to fight at lightweight. Used to fight at bantamweight. Regional champion. Two inches of height over Willie. Five inches of reach, five years younger. He's almost four times more active landing strikes. He's outstruck. He outstruck his UFC opponent by almost three strikes a minute, plus 2.97. And he's at minus 250. I go first to the main card. Give me the brave over. I'm going, I'm fading my Canadian once again. Bigger, younger, way better striker. As long as he's not dumb like Blake Builder, um, Padilla is the play. Yeah, you said negative 240 was the number? 50. Sadly. 250. Um, yeah, I, I'm still on him in that number. I think he's probably good parlay fuel, or if you like the knockout prop or something like that. But I, I'll, I'll say the thing about Nelson is he's just too hittable. Uh, you know, like if, if you look at his numbers, you know, you mentioned he hits hit way more than he throws. He's getting hit at a 50% clip, and that's four and a half strikes a minute. That's a lot to be hit by somebody like Padilla, who, like, you know, he only hit a Rosa 20 times and knocked him cold. Uh, in, in, you know, not for anything, Julia DeRosa can take a punch or has at least been able to in the past. Now nah, it's not to say he hasn't also been knocked out. Alex Caceres hit him with that wild head kick and Sung Woo Choi threw an absolute bomb. So he's been knocked out before, but he's also been in there and like, I mean, the Steven Peterson fight was a war. He, he took 150 punches in that fight and was still ticking at the end of it. So, you know, for Padilla to just be able to turn off the lights the way that he did, we know he's got some crazy power. I think uh, I think Nelson is not going to like seeing somebody stand across the cage from him that's like as tall as him. He's not used to, you know, when you're a featherweight and you're five foot 11, you're not used to being the shorter guy. And he's substantially shorter in this fight. Um, and he's also, you know, five inch reach disadvantage, especially when you're you're facing somebody who hits like that. I think it's going to be massive here. Yep. Padilla is the pick. I like the bigger, younger, better strikers always, and he, he's got them all in his favor here. All right. I've closed my window, Dan. Not my computer window. 
which had the fight page up. What fight are we moving to next? Remind me. Oh, we're going to fight, uh, do Daniel Zellhuber versus Christos Giagos. Okay. Now I'm back on track. Daniel Zellhuber versus Christos Giagos is the next fight here at Noche UFC. And this one is at lightweight. Um, I shall break down who first. I shall break down Mr. Giagos first. The Spartan, 20 and 10. Eight knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted five times. Six and six in the UFC over two stints. One and two over his last three fights. Got knocked uh, knockout win in his last fight, though. I think we were on the wrong side of that one too, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I ever would have picked him against Ricky Glenn. Uh, especially nope. Glenn coming off of that, like, banger with Grant Dawson. Uh, yeah, definitely shocked me. <laughs> Yeah, they never, uh, they never forget. Uh, we never forget people who who uh, stab us in the back. So, uh, Giago six. I already told you all that. Multiple reach championships on his mantle. Correct. Get shirts. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/store. Twenty ten was the pro MMA debut. He barely outstrikes his UFC opponents. Plus point zero one. You can't get any closer than that. Uh, better grappling stats than Zell Huber. If you hear squeaking, that's my chair, not any other noise. He's at plus 230 for Giagos. The Golden Boy, Zelber, 13 and 1, seven knockouts, two submissions, never been finishing any fight. One and one in the UFC, one and no contender series, did win his last fight. Used fight at Welchweight. Three inch sight, six inches reach, nine years younger. So basically like Patia, but cranked up even more. Uh, almost two times more active landing strikes than Giagos. He has a positive strike differential over those three fights. You have seen contender series at 0.6 strikes per minute. He's at minus 230. Go ahead. I um I, I'm gonna go Crystal Siagos here. What? You're, this is where we're different. Yeah, I I think um you know a I, I've been looking for dogs on this card and, and it's hard with some of the bigger ones. But it, as far as like you know you, if you're out there searching for a number that you're like okay well that guy's clearly playable at that number. I think Iagos is your guy because, you know, I, I don't like Reed at her, you know, whatever she is, plus 380. I don't like, you know, Nelson at his plus 200. But, like, when you see Iagos here at plus 230, and then you consider how he's looked in his fights, yes, we're talking about a guy who lost back-to-back fights before he knocked out Ricky Glenn. And he really did knock out Ricky Glenn. But the back-to-back losses were to Tiago Moises and to Armand Sarukian. So, like... Those are really tough losses. And before that, I mean, like he manhandled some pretty bad competition in Sean Soriano and Carlton Minus. But like if historically, all of his losses are to like very legit people. And that includes his first stint in the UFC, his second stint in the UFC and his time in between being in the UFC. Like he lost to, you know, Gilbert Burns and Chris Wade the first time. And that's when they released him. His first fight outside of the UFC, he had to fight Josh Emmett. Um, coming back into the UFC, he took a short notice fight against Charles Oliveira. Um, th- then he fought Dracar Closa, who might be the Dracar Closa might be the the worst guy he's lost to in the UFC, and that's obviously like a pretty tough strength of schedule. Anytime he's fought somebody who like you know maybe sucks a little bit when it comes to grappling, and and Zell Huber, I'm not saying is that, but anytime he's fought somebody who like isn't great at grappling, he's been able to handle them. I also will say this, when Zellhuber is worried that you can take him down, you don't have to even have to get him down, but he's worried that you might take him down. His striking output wanes a little bit. You saw it in that Trey Ogden fight. Trey Ogden shot 
um, a takedown early and then like got a takedown in the second round. And after that, the output from Zell Hoover was a lot less. Zell Hoover only landed 52 punches in that ra- that fight. Um, compare that to, you know, o- almost 80 in his fight after that and 115 the fight before that. So like Trey Ogden was able to like sort of take him out of his game. And Iagos is a pretty good wrestler. Like I think people sleep on how good he can be when it hits the mat. Um, you know, we, we've seen good submissions from him in that Soriano fight. And I mean, he took down Jameer Hadzovic six times and, uh, Mizuta Harada who were both like, and granted these were a while ago, they were both pretty decent wrestlers in their own right. So like, I think he's got some grappling chops in there. I, I think he can scare Zell Hoover, who's like younger and inexperienced. Um, I, I obviously worry about the range, but also, you know, with Padilla, we had to worry about the power. Zell is not really knocking anybody out either. So Iagos is going to be there the whole time. All right. I'm still going Zell Hoover, obviously. Bigger, younger, better striker. I just told you. That's my pattern. So I'll take it. That's the one we're going to differ on. Gummy just told you reasons why he likes his side. I, I didn't tell you many reasons why. In the, I, in, the next like fight, in the next fight, we have somebody who's bigger and Uh-oh. a better striker. Uh-oh. Are you going to go with I'm that person? We'll find out. We'll find out after I tell you about DraftKings football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. Who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL week two action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem called Wayne Hunter Gambler. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And with all your winnings, take it over to game time and get yourself some tickets to a, a nice event. This game time is the place to go for last-minute tickets and for the best prices and to check out where your seats are and all that good stuff because draft uh, game Game Time and the Game Time app is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Moving right along. Gumby is uh, teasing me on the next fight. Am I going to take Terrence Mitchell? We shall find out. Because we have Raul Rosas Jr. versus Terrence Mitchell in a Bantamweight fight. Let's tell you about Mitchell first. After I get my spreadsheet open. Tear Bear is a nickname. What do you think of that nickname, Dan? Pretty pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> Dan Bear says pretty bad. Uh, Mitchell's 14 and three, six knockouts, four submissions. So he's finished everyone. He's been knocked out twice himself. 0 1 the UFC, three and one over his last four. He lost his last fight via TKO. All three of his wins, uh, last three wins have come via submission. 0 1 the Ultimate Fighter, was a regional champion. Used to fight down at Flyweight, 2009 pro MMA debut. Inch of height over Rosas, seven inches of reach on him. Better striking stats, better, uh, more active landing strikes, and better grappling stats than Rosas. However, Mitchell has been outstruck. This is all based off of one UFC fight. He's been outstruck in that fight by 4.73 strikes per minute, plus 5.25. We got some not-so-good lines this week. Rosas Jr., El Nino Problema, the problem child, 7-1, one knockout, five submissions, 
never been finished in a fight. One won the UFC, did lose his last fight, one no contender series. Is a pro grappler, 15 years younger than Mitchell. Uh, he's been outstruck over his UFC and contender series career by 0.61 strikes a minute. Minus 599. There's one line for you. Uh, I'll take Rosas Jr. here in this fight. Uh, if Mitchell wants to uh, grapple and, and win by submission, good luck doing that against Rosas. So give me the kid. Yeah, not not much to say here other than I, I, you have to fade Mitchell's takedown defense against the guy who is going to shoot 100 takedowns and try to rear naked choke him in the first couple of minutes. Um, you go. M- Mitchell, both in that fight with Cameron Simon and on the regional scene, just appeared not to have to take that defense necessary. So this this one's simple. Rosas Jr., obviously the play. And Cameron Simon, Gumby's favorite fighter, got mentioned there. So there you go. Um, welterweights, welterweights. Co-main event, could be a main event. Kevin Holland versus Jack Adela Madalena. Kevin Holland, of course, is the trailblazer. He also goes by Big Mouth now. He is 25 and nine with one no contest, 14 knockouts, seven submissions, but knocked out once, submitted three times, 12 and six with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight fights before that. He lost two straight. All of his uh, last two wins have come via finish. Both of his last two wins. Used to fight up at middleweight, kind of bounces back and forth between the two weight classes. One no on contender series, one no on Bellator. Multiple reaches championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. He's two and one as a pro kickboxer, four inches taller than Della Madalena, eight inches of reach on him, better grappling stats. He's outstruck Della Madalena. Oh, sorry, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by point one point one five strikes per minute as I butcher it all up. He's at plus one twenty-five. That would be Holland. Della, Jack Della Madalena, 15 and 2, 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Five and in the UFC. One low contender series, multiple reaches championships on his mantle. Correct. Get shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Used to fight at middleweight as well. Four years younger than Holland. Striking stats in his favor. More active landing strikes than Holland. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 3.77 strikes per minute. He's at minus 141. Go ahead. I'm a little bummed he's uh, he's ballooned up. Uh, but obviously yeah, he opened I'm... as a, a dog. He I opened as mention. a dog. It was pick him for most of the week. Uh, and we get to the podcast here. If you've not jumped on them early, I've got some bad news for you. Uh, it's gone in the wrong direction, but I'm, I'm on Jack Della Maddalena. I think um, for me in this fight, a lot of people are writing off Jack Della. I think the line is only as close as it is because of the weird performance against Basil Hafez. Um, and, and like, look, late opponent change. Hafez was game as hell. I just think Jack Della is going to be too fast for Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland is the kind of guy who, when he's kickboxing with people, he needs to be the guy who can put more volume on and be more elusive. And when he's not, we see things like the Wonder Boy fight, right? Like he looked like crap in that Wonder Boy fight. Wonder Boy stopped him, and Wonder Boy hadn't stopped anybody in a minute, you know? So for Wonder Boy to go out there and just like piece up Kevin Holland till, I mean, he quit that fight, right? Like he he wouldn't get off the stool for the fifth round. Um, and, and you know, you want to go back to the last finish. Wonder Boy had before then it was Johnny Hendricks uh in 2016 so Kevin Holland when somebody can put a pace on him and somebody can beat him up with elusive striking he kind of crumbles uh and so I think the fact of the matter is I think that plays perfectly into what Jack Della does I don't think Jack Della's got to worry all that much about the grappling you know you mentioned his grappling skills are better but you know apart from submitting Michael Chiesa uh who looked like he just wanted out of there and I mean, he did submit Tim Means, but like Tim Means was like badly wobbled when he got the choke in that fight. 
like apart from those two things, like I, I can't imagine anybody thinks right now that like Kevin Holland is like a pro grappler here. So yeah, give me Jack Della. Yep. Um, Jack Della is the pick obviously here. Uh, I don't think the size, the reach difference will make a difference. Cause I think he's going to get up in his grill. Um, bum rush him, uh, so to speak. And, uh, do his do his uh, dirty work from there. So yeah, Jack Della is the pick. But I was shocked. Why was he a underdog? That seemed to be I a think very it's a, wacky line. I think it's entirely the Hafez fight. Uh, yeah. People saw that Hafez fight and they're like, oh, that guy's on short notice. And like some people who scored that fight who were idiots scored it for Hafez, um, which like obviously he didn't win unless you want to count just like you know nonsense control time as being more important than striking. But like it it wasn't good optics for Jack Della. Even me as like a Jack Della fan is like, that looked bad, but also you have to consider, you know, one fighter pulled out. He had to figure out another fight right away. It was a week later. He had to cut weight twice. Like all of those things played into that fight. And like, there's something about like getting hyped to fight Sean Brady and then having to fight Basil Hafez, you know, And, and there was probably a letdown there. So I'm excusing that win. I think, you know, there's. I mean, it's a win. Why am I excusing a win? But I'm excusing that win and that performance. And I don't think originally the books did that. I think the books were like heavily punishing him for what that fight looked like. Basil Hafez catching shrapnel from Gumby. He's actually pretty good. I want to see him in there again. I mean, like he's not Sean Brady, but like, again, I I think, uh, I think him with a full camp and is going to be a fun thing to watch. But sadly, we um, are not getting Jack Della as a dog. Hopefully, some of our friends have got him as a dog uh, when he was a dog. How long was he a dog for? Do you remember? Do you know when? Uh, I think it kicked. I think it kicked over. Uh, I think you could still find him at like plus 100 as as late as like last Friday. Um, But once the fights rolled around on Saturday, it was pick him. And then I think yesterday is when it turned into Jack Della as a favorite. Bad timing, boo. Boo for that. Anyhow, we're picking them anyhow. And we're also picking Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's fantasy game, but you can win real money. Last episode, you you faded uh, a opponent of the Cowboy. Do you have a Cowboy player pick for this coming week? Uh, yeah, usually they'll give you some sort of projection on, uh, over under touchdowns. Uh, last week, I think Tony Pollard was uh, higher or lower than 0.5 rushing touchdowns. I think he runs one in this week. Ooh, there you go. Bold pick. So do that and then watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdogs mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. 
When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Where are we going to now? We are going to the main event of the evening for the women, UFC Women's Flyweight Championship of the World. Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko, part two, the rematch. The challenger, we haven't said that for a long time. I guess when she went up to featherweight, she or bantamweight, she was a challenger, but she's a flyweight challenger for the first time in a long time. That would be Ella, not Antonina. What happened to her? She's been gone for a while, hasn't she? Yeah, she's a lot older, too. I almost wonder yep. if she's gone. Uh, Maybe. Like, she didn't really pan out like people were thinking she would because of her last name. Probably was unfair to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We're talking about her younger sister, Bullet, Valentina Shevchenko. She's 23 and four, eight knockouts, seven submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted once, 12 and three in the UFC. Used to be the champion of this weight class. Actually, she was champ from 2018 to 2023, a lengthy reign to say the least. Nine and one of her last 10 fights. Did lose her last fight to Alexa Grasso via submission. Used to fight up at a Bantamweight on and off. 2003 was her pro MMA debut. Multiple Muay Thai world champion is her. She's 2-0 as a boxer, professional boxer. Also, it's a Taekwondo champion, a Judo champion. She must have a big mantle, right, Dan? Must. Must. Um, striking and grappling stats in her favor over Grasso. And she's outstruck her UC opponents by 1.3 strikes per minute. Minus 161 for the challenger. That means the champ is a dog. Alexa Grasso, 16-3. Four knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted once, so she's very durable. 8-3 in the UFC. Like I said, is the champion, won her last fight via submission. It's part of a five-fight winning streak. Has not lost fights since September 2019. Used to fight down at strawweight. Had, did miss weight there. Now she's a, a flyweight. 4-0 in a victim. 2012 pro MMA debut. Five years younger than Shevchenko. More active lighting strikes than Shevchenko. Uh, she's got a positive strike differential, 0.81 strikes per minute, plus 188. Give me the younger champion as a dog. I'll gladly, gladly take that. Um, I, I think, um, I think she can recapture the magic once again. Uh, it seems I always like to take the winner of the first fight in the rematch. Cause that I don't have the official stats, but that seems to be the way these things play out, especially it seems in, uh, immediate rematches, uh, for titles. That's very often the case. Then you just get the champion winning again. Uh, they get that confidence behind them. They know they can do it. Um, yeah, it, despite Shevchenko technically winning on the scorecards, the first fight I like, uh, the energy Grasso was putting into that fight. She never was out of it, and obviously uh, she found a way to win. So give me the champ. Yeah, um, I, I don't have the stats on that either, but I also think, you know, I, I don't always go with the the person who won the first one. In fact, I notoriously pick against the person who won the first one probably more than most people do. But, like, when it doesn't seem fluky, I feel like I, I want to go back with the person who won the first one. You know, like when it, it doesn't seem like they just caught a strike when they shouldn't. Like I, I went with Usman again instead of going with Leon Edwards because that head kick seemed fluky. He was losing that fight and then he hit him in the head with a head kick. And I was like, oh, he won't be able to do that again. And then he did. This one didn't even seem fluky. Um, And, and I know, like you said, Shevchenko won rounds two and three in that fight um, and was ahead two to one. If you give Grasso the fourth, we were about to go into a pick'em fifth, and Grasso was obviously the one with the momentum. She's the one who got the finish in the fourth. And not for anything, I think a lot of it is the pace uh, that a younger Grasso can put on her. And also, not just a younger one, but one who cuts less weight. 
You know, she used to be a, a straw weight and clearly she's found her own here at flyweight. And it's a lot of just like her speed and pace. Um, she, she outstruck Shevchenko in the first one, depending on how you count strikes. If, if you count only significant strikes, Shevchenko's numbers are a little better, but if you count total strikes, Alexa Grasso actually threw 80 more punches in that fight than Shevchenko did, which is, I, I mean, that's a lot of pace over four rounds, right? Like that we're, we're talking about, you know, 20 punches around extra that she's throwing, which even just the optics of that looks really good to the judges. So yeah, I, I think, uh, I think Alexa Grasso can probably recapture that magic too. I like the way that her grappling is clearly coming around too. Um, and the most important part of this entire show, it's that I know what Antonita Shevchenko has now been up to. Uh, while you were talking, I found out she is now a pilot. So okay, there, I thought you were going to say pregnant, but no, another p word, pilot. No, she's she's a she's an airplane pilot. So for whatever that, that seems worth. to, yeah, that that <laughs> probably like a some kind of uh, warplane, a gunner. She's probably going to go in the war or something. Those those girls like their guns, but yeah, that that kind of that kind of um, is on uh, on brand for them. Fighter pilot that w- that would make sense. So. Anyhow. All right. So Grasso is your pick as well. Yeah. They ramble. Yeah. On. Yeah. I'm All going right. Grasso. I think, uh, Very I, think good. I think the pace is going to be a big piece of this. Yep. For sure. All right. Recap. Don't go away though. We got more picks for you. Grasso. Della Madalena. Rojas Jr. I have Zell Hoover. He has the Giagos. That is our only difference. Padilla. There are picks now for the fun part. Even though, even though that was fun as well. We're going to give you our locks, our dogs, our props, our parlays, all that fun stuff. I think it's my turn to start. For my lock, give me Jack Della Madalena at minus 141. Love the number. We just we just broke down why why we like it and why we like him. Yeah, I, I think um, you know, I lean towards that, but for me, uh, I'm gonna actually go slightly different. I'm gonna take Edgar Cherie's uh in his fight with Daniel Lacerda. A little bit of a higher number at negative two twenty, but I think the the value on Cherise is just like a little bit better than the value on Della. Yep. All right. I'm going to do another fight for my dog fight. We just talked about Alexa Grasso plus 188. Love the number. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, so I only had three dogs on this whole card, which is a low number for me. Um, but I'm going to go with one of my ones from the prelim. I'll take Jasmine Jesuda Vicious. Uh, I think her against Tracy Cortez winds up being a really nice matchup for a plus 110. All right. And for my prop play, I'm going to take, uh, I'm doubling up again. I'm going a double You love the double up. This is the, Madalena. this is the third it's, week in a row. Yep. It's been, it's been successful at least last week. Give me Jack Della Madalena via TKO or KO at plus 188. What a great number. Nice. Um, That's the same number as Grasso on the money line, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, the, the 188 across the board. I'm going to go slightly lower number than you on all of these. Um, but I'm going to take uh, Fernando Padilla by knockout. Uh, like I said, I love his power and what he showed against uh, Arosa. I think Kyle Nelson is going to have a really hard time being the shorter fighter for once. Padilla by KO is plus 165. So uh, I'm, I'm liking that a lot, especially on a guy who's a negative 250 favorite. All right. Sharaz Della. Are our locks Jasudovich's Grasso are our dogs Padilla KO Della KO are our props. Now it's time for the Hunger Man Jong Super Fan Parlay Two Fight Parlay, which will win us mucho money. Go ahead. So the first one I'm going to go with is uh, I'm going to sneak in on your dog here in Alexa Grasso. Um, Alexa Grasso is fighting she, Valentina Shevchenko. 
notoriously a hard person to finish. She did finish her the first time. I know that that's true. But in rematches, both fighters tend to fight a little bit more safe, tend to stay a little bit safer. I mean, like, take all of the women's, uh, you know, rematches and trilogies and title fights uh, as an example. So I think Grasso is going to take this one by decision. I like her on the cards here. Her on the cards is plus 350. So Grasso nice. by decision plus 350, I think, is a really great value. I'm going to pair that with uh, with the guy who was my lock of the week, which was Edgar Cherie's. I think he, I mean, there's a hundred ways he could finish Daniel Lacerda, but the bottom line is he's going to finish Daniel Lacerda. Um, I'm going to lean submission because most of Cherise's wins are by submission. And like I said, with Daniel Lacerda, he kind of just sticks himself in bad situations. That's going to give Cherise a chance to finish um, him by submission plus 185. So if you get that with the Grasso decision, uh, you're going to get plus 1183. All right, Grasso decision, Sharice submission plus eleven eighty three. The Hunger Man Jong super fan parlay. Boom, we got it all crammed in your holes. We fit it all in for this week's uh, Nocho UFC. Hopefully, you enjoy the event and come enjoy it with us in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. At least pop in and say hi. And if you want to just creepily read and not not comment, that's that's quite all right. Uh, uh, Twitter X SGPN MMA. Gumby Vreeland, Jeff Fox writer are the spots to go. I'm Jeff Fox writer on Instagram. I got a Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Subscribe, get my writings and podcasts in your inbox and enter my free pickup contest every week for the UFC. And Gumby's got the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which dropped in all of our feeds yesterday, Wednesday. This week, he has a fighter uh, interview from a fighter this week and a fighter from next week's card. Tell the people who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Josh, Rem, Josh Fremd yep. and Cody Brundage, a uh, pair Correct. of uh, fa- Factory X middleweights. There you go. Um, and what else? Oh, of course, the mothership, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and our Patreon. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon, help us crush corporate gambling. So we'll come back Sunday. We're going to recap and count our money from this fight night, and then we're going to have an episode with all of our Contender Series picks. But uh, I'll let Gumby uh, bid us farewell for now. All right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Willie Fox, and we will see you on Sunday.